We're both Newfoundlanders. Curling kind of seems like an out-of-place sport. Where did you get that interest to? Well, I grew up and watched it on TV and, and spent a lot of time watching the Briar and the Scotties with, with my mother and, and father and really fell in love with the game on TV. And, and there was an announcement one day after school that you could join up. And I think the the entry was only $20. And, and uh, I told my mom, I said, I pay for myself if you bring me down. And, and that's kind of how it all started. And, and, you know, back when I did start, it wasn't a wasn't a big sport in Newfoundland or, or in St. John's, but it's certainly grown in popularity over the last 20 years. And I know there's a quite a following right now in Newfoundland that, that at least watch the sport. Maybe not that many that are, or as many as we'd like that are taking part in it, but certainly uh, there's tons of people that watch it. And in saying that, do you think that a lot of the interest now with the younger crowd is because of the success that uh, they see you doing curling? I, I, yeah, I think it, it, that plays a factor. But I, I think the fact that it's on TV as much as it is here in Canada plays a factor. You know, there's a lot of events with the Grand Slam of Curling Series and obviously the Briar Scotties World Championships and, and this year with the Olympics that there's going to be a lot of exposure to the game. And, and, you know, for a lot of sports fans out there, when you're in February and March, uh, if you're not a curling fan, there's not a whole lot of sports to watch because uh, it seems to be on, you know, both Sportsnet and TSN and qu- quite a bit. So you kind of learn to love it uh, if you don't. And, and if you do, then, you know, you're, you're in for a good couple months. One of the major things that I, I think is interesting, too, is, you know, you had that success in 2006 going to the Olympics and getting a gold medal. And of course, in, in Newfoundland and St. John's, they, they named a highway after you. Yeah, they, uh, you know, after we won in, in 2006, they we received a number of accolades, which were uh, obviously really nice to, to get. And, and one of them was uh, the highway. And we've had school gymnasiums and parks and, and uh, streets named after us. And a lot of stuff that, you know, back when we were 25 and 26, it was a little overwhelming, to say the least. But it's certainly an honor to look back and, and see the pride that Newfoundlanders had in us winning the Olympic gold medal and, and by naming some of those things after us. And, and, and it is nice. It's, it's something that, you know, still every time when I drive by, you know, the, the highway or, or by one of the parks or whatever, it's, it's kind of cool to see the name up there and, and realize what we did achieve because, you know, winning an Olympic gold medal isn't easy. And, and you know, there's a lot of great athletes that, that haven't achieved that. And, and for us to have done that, it's, uh, it's pretty special. That was the kind of first exposure I got of uh, watching you because we were in, I guess, yeah, in junior high and our teacher and our principal kind of gave us the day off to, to watch that game. So, I mean, that kind of got our interest in, okay, well, some of us went home and took it as a snow day, but some of us actually stayed in school to watch the actual championship. The one thing I want to mention about that is, can you take me through that process of, you know, the years that you put into the sport and then getting that achievement of going to the Olympics? Like, how did it all kind of come together? Yeah, it was a little bit of luck, uh, a lot of hard work that kind of went into it. You know, I'm probably the first first generation of, of curlers that kind of had the goal of going to the Olympics because it wasn't a medal sport until uh, 1998. Uh, and that was right about when I was, you know, my first couple of years in the sport and was just starting to get to the point where I knew that I could play at a at a pretty high level. You know, as soon as I knew it was going to be in the Olympics, it, then my, my focus shifted to, to getting there. And that's what I wanted to achieve is what I wanted to uh, to play in and you know I used to have a an Olympic rings poster above my my chin up uh, bar at, at my parents house when I was a teenager and, and uh, kind of aspired to get there and, and we did put in a lot of hard work uh, you know in our late teens early 20s and and did a lot of things right and a lot of things that at the time were you know a little unusual and and uh, you know working with a sports psychologist and, and really getting pretty 
pretty hard into the fitness aspect of the game, which, you know, back even even in 2005, there, were, there weren't many teams that were doing all those things. And, and now it's, it's commonplace. And, and really, if you're not doing those things, you're, you're falling behind. But back then, it was, it was new. And I think it gave us an advantage when it came to the Olympic trials and, and uh, obviously in the Olympics. So we, we definitely had a plan in place to get there. And, and lucky for us, to, you know, it all came to fruition and, and worked out. Being in things that are working out, I mean, you, you mentioned about growing up watching the Briar on TV. You've made 14 Briar appearances so far, and of course, you've had the successful one this year in St. John's in, in your hometown. So how did that feel to win it at home? That was awesome. It really was, and, and very special to win it at home. We, we've been close a number of times, and you know, I don't even know how many times we played in the playoffs. The Briar, you know, i got to imagine probably eight, nine, maybe ten times, and, and to, to not win it up to that point was pretty frustrating and kind of a, a hole, I guess, in, in you know our, our resume and, and something that we wanted to, to achieve. And, and then to get it here in St. John's, obviously we felt a, a ton of pressure playing in it and, and wanted to you know, fill that hole with a win at home, which would have made it extra special. And again, going back to, to the plan, we, we put a very detailed plan in place to make sure we were ready for it, to make sure that we were able to overcome some of the nerves and, and anxiety that we were going to have leading into that event. And to actually pull it off was, was pretty amazing. And, and really, it for me, it was right up there with the Olympic experience just because, you know, we were playing in front of 6,000 friends, family, and community members. To see the way it took over our city for the week and a half that was here, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was just about to mention, because it kind of ties into, we're located here in Ottawa, and the year before, you finished with the runner-up, because you've got silver. So, I mean, to go home and, you know, basically redeem yourself in that way, because, I mean, I feel like that kind of, anytime you come runner-up, you always go back into the next season and think, well we've got second so why do we need to go and get first and then to win it at home like you said it's just remarkable to uh to actually get it and do it yeah no it, it, it is it was nice to come back after losing the final and you know we lost the final in it before and in a number of other semifinals and quarterfinals and at times when when you play as many as as we did and, and had been as close as we have or you know as many playoff appearances it's kind of like you, you start wondering if if kind of there's a uh, something out there that's stopping you from winning the, the that event and, and to to do it at home uh, you know it, it was just awesome it really was and obviously we, we still would have loved to have won it when it was in Ottawa but if someone told me that you, you were going to lose a final in Ottawa and then pull it off the next year at home I certainly would have taken that you would have probably we would have we would have watched you on TV and be like, I think he's purposely throwing those rocks wide. Well, yeah, I, I would have purposely done it if someone uh, someone had a crystal ball and could tell me that. But obviously, uh, you know, the event in Ottawa just just didn't go as as, as we hoped in the final. Uh, Kevin Cooey and his team played remarkably well, and we were just slightly off. And it was a good week nonetheless. But just sometimes when you get down to that final game, it's it's just a, a little bit of luck on on who plays well and who doesn't, or who misses that one shot, or who makes it. And they're they're really coin flips because at the end of the week in Canadian curling, when you're playing a major championship, you're going to have two really good teams at the end of it. And, you know, it, it really is a guess on, on who can win those games. And, of course, to, to go along with this success as well, you have nine Grand Slam victories, including Tour Challenge here in 2017 and a Canadian Open in 2017 and uh, a Masters as well. So, I mean, you're, you're doing quite well this year. Yeah, we've uh, we've got off to a good start. You know, this year it's been a little bit 
a little bit odd for us. I don't feel like we're actually playing as well as we can, but we've been finding ways to win. And, and we've had some teams that probably have underperformed a little bit against us and maybe missed some opportunities. And, and we've also made some pretty timely shots to, to win games or to pull games out. But the encouraging thing for from my perspective is that I know our team can can uh, step it up another notch and, and, and we can still play better and, and, uh, and perform a little bit more consistently. So really that's our goal over the next little bit uh, leading into the trials to, to just get playing to our capability. When you say you haven't hit your stride yet, I'm thinking, well, that's scary considering that you're already winning and you're <laughs> saying there's more to come. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I'm not, not saying that, you know, um, you know, we're, we're going to start just destroying anybody or anything like that, really. But I, I, I think our timing has been really good earlier in the year where, you know, we've made some big shots when we needed to. And, and also we've had some teams play poorly when we played poorly. So we were still able to, to pull off a lot of those games. And really, sometimes that's that's the way it works out. You know, I've I've had a lot of good runs in my career where we played really, really well. And, and you know what? We'd lose quarterfinals. We'd lose semifinals. And even going back to some of the Briars that we played, we probably played just as good or, or better than what we did last year. And, and it just turned out that someone played a little bit better against us and, uh, you know, beat us in a, in a quarterfinal or semifinal or in the final. And, um, you know, when you get on little streaks where you start winning a lot, some things have to go your way. And, and, and a lot of that is just timing and, you know, the law of averages. You know, if you have guys that play well against you for a number of years, all of a sudden you're, you're going to have a run where people play poorly against you and, and uh, you win some games that you shouldn't where, you know, over a couple of years stretch, you might have lost some games that you shouldn't have lost. So by no means do, am I saying that we're, you know, we're, we're just going to go out and start uh, really beating people bad. But from a performance standpoint and a, and a shooting standpoint, you know, I, I do think we're, we've got a couple percent left that we can probably uh, improve on going into Ottawa. And, and that's certainly going to be our goal. You become like the Golden State Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers of the, uh, the curling world. Just go like, you know, like... 40 and 0 or 50 and 0? <laughs> well, no, no, not necessarily. And it really comes, there's a lot of good teams out there that, you know, if they come out and play their best against us, uh, there's a good chance they're going to win. It's a funny game, and, and the time where you think you're going to start beating everybody is, is where when it can turn. And there are so many variables in, in the game of curling that, you know, if, if one one of those variables starts to, to get off track, then, you know, it can cause a lot of the other ones too. So uh, by no means are, are we expecting to get to that point but you know when you prepare as much as we have for the trials or or for for any event that we play in you really just go in hoping you're going to play your best and if you win you win and and like I said a lot of that comes down to how other teams play and but that's all you can really hope for and I think some of the wins that we had this year we didn't necessarily play our best but we we won so you you walk away you feel pretty good about it but you know we probably got a little bit lucky there um, that other teams didn't come out and play the way that, that they were capable of playing. So, you know, we just we just want to play our best. If we do that, I, I like our chances, but by no means are uh, will, it, will it be a guarantee. And the other one that I want to mention to another uh, championship that you won earlier this year in, uh, in April was in 2017. You were in Edmonton and you won the world championships. Yeah. I mean, that has to rank up there pretty high with, you know, like the Winter Olympic one and the, the Briar. Where would you rank that in terms of just overall achievement? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put it up there. Um, you know, obviously the Olympics and the Briar, uh, you know, kind of have a special place with obviously the Olympics being the, the biggest sporting event in the world and the Briar being here in St. John's. But to cap it off with the World Championship last year was, was pretty awesome. And, and the fun thing about Edmonton and playing in the Worlds was it was one of those situations where we as a team performed to our best ability. And, and looking back at how we curled during that week, that's as good as we've curled for that long a period of time. It was a lot of fun to be part of, and certainly the way we want to perform going into to Ottawa in a couple weeks. You know, if we could do that, uh, you know, I like our chances. And, you know, we just seemed to, we made all the easy ones. We didn't have any real bad misses. We, you know, we were relaxed. We were focused. We were having fun out there, making a lot of shots. It was a really fun week. It was one of the more fun weeks that I've ever had in curling and part of that was just because we were we were firing on all cylinders as a team and, and really enjoying the experience. I think we we went into that world championships with a you know, the monkey off our back having just won the briar and, and a little bit less pressure. And uh, we certainly enjoyed ourselves. We had a ton of fun and yeah, definitely one of the more memorable weeks of my curling career. And, you know, you were talking about your teammates there. I want to kind of get into a little bit of fun here with your teammates as well. Because when I'm looking at curling, you know, you get the crowd from Sweden or Finland that come out and they have, you know, a certain style, whether it's a certain pants or a certain type of uh, shirt they wear. Do you think your team will ever do something similar to that? No, I don't think so. We're we're all pretty boring guys, to be honest. And then from a style standpoint, uh, you know, uh, Brett likes to think of himself as a bit of a fashion uh fashionista or whatever but uh the other three of us are are pretty pretty boring guys we're jeans and t-shirts and in the uh the odd hoodie or sweater so for us it's probably going to be black pants and and jackets that uh, show off our sponsors well i think that's the that's the most important thing because uh without them we we couldn't do what we do so you know we're not going to get too flashy i don't think you know it's it's probably going to be blue or or white black gray something uh, pretty basic for us you should do a Canadian tuxedo. Just go get go yeah. get some jean jackets. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that'll uh, <laughs> that'll suit us. But uh, I don't think it'd be real comfortable to curl in. But no, we're 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 pretty boring. You're not going to see us uh, getting in any fashion magazines or, or really pushing the envelope from a from a fashion standpoint. Now, in speaking with your teammates too, let's let's discuss a few of them. We've got Brett, Mark, and Jeff. How did you guys all meet and form this team? Well, it really started back in, I guess, 2000, 2011, 2012, and, and Mark Mark actually left the team. He uh, he took a year off, and I was kind of left in a situation where, you know, I kind of had to rebuild and, and, and start from scratch. And we brought in uh, three young guys at the time, which was Brett and Jeff and, and another guy named Adam Casey. And, and we played together for a couple of years, and, and over those couple of years, we started to really improve and, and the guys got more and more comfortable playing at a you know at the grand slam level and against some of the top teams and but we were still kind of we were dismissing a little bit of the experience and and um you know mark had after taking the year off went out to play with jeff stoughton in, in uh winnipeg and was looking to come back to st john's and and we got talking and and i felt that bringing him back into the mix would take a little bit of the pressure off my shoulders because he obviously has as much experience as i do and uh, when he came back on the team, you know, I, I believe it took us to another level. And uh, that first year, we won a, I think we won one, maybe two, two grand slams and, and uh, you know, had a good year and, and really have gotten better every year since. So that's kind of how we formed. Uh, Jeff and I have uh, played together now for, this is our sixth straight year. Uh, Brett's been with us for five. 
and uh, this would be Mark's now third or fourth, I guess. Yeah, fourth year, I guess, uh, with this team. So uh, it's been good. We have a lot of fun, and, and of all the teams that I've had over the course of my career, uh, you know, I can honestly say that this team is one that I've had the most fun with on and off the ice. You know, we we uh, we have a lot of laughs together. We we make a lot of fun fun of each other, and, and uh, really just enjoy the time that we spend on the road because we are on the on the road for a considerable amount of time every year. So yeah, we certainly enjoy it as much as we possibly can. And the last question I got here for you too is, you know, you've got the upcoming event here in, in Ottawa. What are you really looking forward to? What's your goal coming into uh, the platform here in Ottawa? We just want to go in and, and perform as good as we can. You know, I don't really have a goal of, of going in there and winning because I, I believe to a certain extent that's a little bit out of our control because some of the other teams can just play play absolutely incredible and, and uh, be on fire and get a few breaks and, and almost be unbeatable. So for us to go in and say, you know, win, winning is the only thing that we're, we're going to be okay with, I, I think that's, you know, unrealistic. But certainly if, if we go in there and play the way we're capable of playing, you know, I'll take our chances. You know, if, if we play the way we're capable of playing, I think we, we have as, as good a chance or, or uh, as any other team in the event. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to do that, have those weeks where you play like that and, and like we did at the Worlds in Edmonton. And certainly I'd love to, to have another week like that where, uh, you know, it feels like we're, we're in control of our game and we're having a lot of fun and just enjoying the experience. So that's kind of the number one goal. And, and uh, you know, I'd love to have another shot to go back to the Olympics. But like I said, it's, it's a little bit out of your control, but certainly we, we want to give ourselves that chance. For sure. No, I agree. I mean, with all the success you're having in 2017, I hope you continue to, to have that success so you, you do get to go back to the Olympics. Yeah, I, you know, I, at this point in my career, um, you know, I certainly feel like I'd, I'd enjoy that experience a whole lot more than what I did 12 years ago. You know, getting, getting the chance to go back to the Olympics at 37. Uh, you know, I got two, two young girls that I would love to the opportunity for them to see their dad playing in the Olympic Games and, and ha- let them enjoy the Olympic experience at their age, I think it'd certainly be a, a lesson uh, lesson that they're never, ever going to get in school and, and something that, from a life experience standpoint that they're going to carry with them for, for a long, long time. And, and uh, the lessons that they're going to learn from that are going to be uh, priceless, really. So, you know, I'd love to have that experience and and, uh, and do it again. But we got a lot of great teams here in Canada. And, and um, you know, any of the teams that are going to be playing in the event are are, are worthy of, of uh, representing Canada and, and uh, will probably do a great job for us. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Brad Gushu for coming on the show. Remember... You can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thanks for listening, and good night. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.